All right. Good evening, everyone. Um, and for those of you who in Williamstown, thank you for braving the cold. It's pretty chilly out there. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see all of you in Zoom land. It's like, so um, let's just begin with a bit of sitting, not too long. Then I'll have a few words and then we'll sit again and there'll be time for discussion and questions and all that. Okay. All right. So um, just please get in a comfortable position for meditation. Um, just means, I think, uh, a back that is straight and a front side, most importantly, that isn't collapsed so that the, the, the chest and the belly can move freely. Um, and just perhaps take a few deep breaths. Just feel the way that as you in, inhale deeply, the back lengthens, and maybe the spine even comes a bit more into alignment. Sometimes I like to let my shoulders rise a bit as I inhale and it kind of lets the back find its natural upright posture. And then as you exhale, just imagine the spine as being like a, a coat rack or something and just the rest of your body just hanging on your spine. Just a few slow, deep breaths to settle into this evening. And before we do anything else, just let the breath come and go now at its own rhythm, no longer intentionally elongating the breath, but just letting it find its own pace, which may be quick, shallow, erratic. There's no right or wrong way to breathe. Just let the breath breathe itself, however it will. And just notice how the breath feels. And as we're taking note of how the breath feels, its rhythm, its pace, also just check in with the rest of your mind and body. How is your mind right now? Is it agitated or anxious, alert or sluggish? preoccupied in some way, just, just notice what the mind feels like and what it seems interested in at this moment. And please do the same with your emotions and your mood. Are there any emotional states that seem predominant right now? Just take gentle, curious note of what those emotions might be. And beyond emotions, discrete emotions, is there any kind of mood 
as coloring your overall experience right now. Is there a tone to your overall emotional state? Just notice what that might be as well. And last, but most definitely not least, let's just check in with how the body as a whole is feeling. And let's begin where the body is making contact with the ground or something supporting its weight. So if your feet are resting on the ground, just feel the quality of that contact between feet and earth. How do your legs feel? Notice where the legs feel tense or sore or tired or also alive and fresh as well. Your hips and your pelvic area, just kind of sensations you feel in and around the midsection of your body. Your lower back. And your upper back. As you breathe in and out, can you feel any movement in the back or is the back too stiff and rigid? to move with the breath. And if it is, can you soften the back enough so that as you breathe in, you can feel a bit of expansion in the lower or upper back. And the belly and the chest. Just note how they feel, how they move with the breath. And your arms. Are they relaxed or are there spots up and down your arms that you realize are holding some tension? Just notice. And of course your neck and your head just Scan that part of your body to to get a sense of how it's feeling right now. And that just means noticing, just noticing what sensations there are. And now please bring your awareness to your chest area. 
And let's just feel how the chest, the ribs, the sternum, how this area of your body moves as you breathe in and out. As your lungs fill with air and your rib cage moves to make room for that air, just feel the sensations produced by that movement. If you're like most people, the chest, the ribs will not move completely freely with the breath. It will move, but you'll also notice some tension, some stiffness, a way in which the breath doesn't feel completely free as you breathe in and out. That is not at all unusual and is just something to fold into your awareness. Just feel the way in which the chest moves, and the way in which there may be some tension or stiffness in that movement. When thoughts carry you away and you lose track of the breath in this chest area, just as soon as you notice that, gently bring your awareness back to the chest, to the breath. As you continue following the breath in this way, see if you can make your awareness just ever more fine-grained. Notice which ribs move first as your lungs begin to expand. 
Notice the sensations in the areas between your ribs. Notice the kinds of sensations there are to be felt in your sternum area, your breastbone area. Just observing, just watching, just feeling. Not trying to do anything except just watch. You may notice yourself having thoughts about how well or badly you're doing at this. Expectations of how it's supposed to feel or judgments about how it's going. Just notice when you catch yourself thinking about how meditation is going. It's a very natural thing to do. It's a very interesting thing to observe. One very powerful technique you might try is labeling the thoughts that you notice. So if you have a thought like, I can't do this, label it by saying, having a thought, I can't do this. It produces just a bit of distance between yourself and the thought, a bit of space, no longer quite the truth, rather just a thought you're having. Or having a thought, this is supposed to feel different. Or having a thought, I wonder what other people are feeling. If you catch yourself thinking a thought that has a lot of emotional juice to it, judgmentalness or frustration, labeling is a very powerful technique to use. And then once you label the thought, just return to the breath.
If you notice yourself feeling impulse to move your body, to scratch an itch or to adjust your posture, unless you're in severe pain and need to move your body to protect its well-being, I encourage you to try to observe the impulse but not give into it. It's fascinating to study these impulses to make ourselves more comfortable or to move when there's no real need to move. Consider this a laboratory, a place to study how impulses affect our behavior. As you continue to follow your breath, feeling the chest rise and fall, let your awareness open a bit so that if you aren't already feeling the breath in the belly, you can also feel that. And let your awareness widen further so you can just feel the physical presence of your body just sitting here. Sensations in your legs, torso as a whole, your arms. So continue following the breath, but let your awareness just take in the whole of your body just sitting here. 
just feeling what it's like to sit here, breathing. Okay, that's good for an opening meditation. Um, so, uh, everyone feel free to move around a bit, get comfortable. Um, so I think, um, just want to say a few words about um, like different ways that we think about why we meditate in the first place. Um, and and why is, I think it's, it's important um, to frame our approach to practice in the right way and for reasons that I'm gonna explain. Um, so I think one thing that many of us, I think quite naturally want from meditation practice is to feel calmer, less anxious, right? More settled in some way. Um, I think this is completely natural. Um, I think even those of us who've done this for years and years, there's a part of us that still wants this, you know, kind of a settling, right? And, um, and with meditation practice over time, one does experience moments and sometimes stretches of time where you feel much more settled and calm because of the practice. Um, it's, it's undoubtedly true. Um, it's one of the wonderful fruits of meditation practice. But I think that um, one thing that can also very naturally happen is if we get fixated on this idea that we're trying to feel a certain way through the use of meditation practice, um, it's, it's gonna be a problem when it doesn't feel that way, you know? And if you practice long enough, it will inevitably not always feel that way there are hopefully times where it feels settling and calming. 
But there will also be times, both in the early days, but also even after you practice for long periods of time, where it will not um, And if we are intent on sitting in order to produce a certain kind of state of mind, we're going to get frustrated when that happens. And we may begin to think there's something wrong with the way we're practicing when there may not be. Um, or I've seen a lot of people say, it's just not for me. It just doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for other people, but it just doesn't work for me. And they'll walk away from the practice for that reason. Or they'll say, well, okay, maybe this is a normal part of meditation practice, feeling you know, the full range of the human experience. But if this is really what it is, then that's not what I want because I came here to feel calmer. Like I didn't come here to feel all these other things that I'm feeling you know, because I'm sitting. And so, um, you know, anyone who's been sitting for a long time will have, will see to their left and their right, many, many people come and go who come for a certain kind of um, positive effect and then who leave because it doesn't last long enough or because it just doesn't prove consistent enough whatever it may be. Um, and so even though I think the desire to feel calm and settled and relaxed is a, is a fine reason to come in the door, I think if the practice is actually gonna take root and um, actually genuinely benefit us in a deep way, we need to move beyond that attitude. And it's also, I think, an attitude that's worth keeping an eye out for even when we've been meditating for a long time because it can reassert itself, you know, even after years and decades of practice, this kind of hidden desire that actually, no, it's like I'm doing this because I wanna feel a certain way, you know, it's something's not right because it's, And um, so I think just a very simple way I think about practice that's, you know, encompasses the fact that it can have a calming effect um, is that I think um, this is really about getting in touch with what's real. What's actually just seeing what's really going on with us and then with others around us, but especially with us, being in touch with what's real. Because, um, you know, when we feel in meditation, anxiety emerge or fear emerge or grief or anger or confusion or all the different kinds of things that will come up over the course of sustained meditation practice. I mean, do we, re where are they coming from? <laughs> like, 
you know, it's in us, it's part of us. Um, and it's only a problem if the idea is that it's supposed to make us feel a certain way and not make us feel that other way, right? I think what's interesting when you start to actually really explore that part of yourself, that kind of box at practice because it's not making you feel the way you want to feel. What's really interesting is when you start to realize, and I'm speaking about myself, you know, and I think it's true of a lot of people. I think it's actually true of almost everyone. It's like, we don't actually want to be in touch with how we really are. There's a part of us that actually doesn't really want us to fully see what's going on in us all the time. Um, there's a part of us that actually just wants to be comfortable, that just wants to feel good, doesn't want to deal with the totality of who we actually are. You know, we spend so much energy, I think, throughout our lives, finding ways of doing, you know, our best to make ourselves comfortable. You know, things we don't want to feel, things we don't want to think. We, we, we take flight into fantasy into the mind, we create ideas about who we are, how our life should be. Um, so much time spent avoiding how we actually are in order to hang out in this mental space of how we think things should be instead, you know. And I think one of the profound benefits of practice is that for people who do that for a long time, and I know I was one of them, you can start to lose touch, completely forget what you actually feel or think or want. Um, you spend so much time creating this almost like substitute persona inside yourself in order to take shelter from those parts of your experience that you find too unbearable or uncomfortable. And that could be the part of you that just wants to please people, that wants to show your worth by performing well in different contexts, you know, succeeding, um, seeking love because that will show you that you're you're worthwhile. Whatever it may be, they don't. These aren't coping mechanisms that necessarily look bad. They're actually often rewarded in our society, and that further reinforces the pull that they have. And so I think one of the most amazing things that practice does is it starts to get us in touch with how we actually feel about certain things, what we might actually want. But it feels disorienting at first because we're so not used to hanging out with ourselves in that kind of intimate way. So, um, 
I think one of the reasons why I value meditation now so much is because no matter how it feels, good or bad, I know I'm in touch with what's actually going on. This is actually like the most important thing. And over time, as you're more okay with being how things are, I think very naturally you start to feel more spacious, more able to like go with the ups and downs of life because that substitute life that we've been so busy constructing, trying to manage our inner experience, so fragile, right? It's always threatened with instability because, you know, life doesn't cooperate with that. It's not interested in that. And so, you know, there are times where I'll be really upset about something. And when I was younger, I might have found some way to come to, to, to mute those feelings through just distraction or use of substances or whatever, keep, just keeping busy, you know, whatever it might be. And after years of practice, it now like the natural impulse is just to want to slow down and just to feel what's actually going on here. What's actually going on? And I think that if we can make that kind of switch in perspective, then if a certain meditation period feels wonderfully calm, great. But also if not, equally great. Maybe not as pleasant for sure, but it's real. Like the real question is whether we want to live our real lives or be lost in some kind of you know, substitute, you know. And so, you know, what we just did, this practice of just following the breath, feeling the body, that's all it is, is just being with how we are moment by moment. What does our life feel like this moment? You know, that's all it is. It's not, if so, if you were thinking to yourself, why am I not feeling, why is this feeling difficult? Or why am I not feeling calm? Or why am I not feeling whatever way that you assume is supposed to make you feel? What's interesting is like, not that you don't feel a certain way, but why there's this expectation that's giving you a hard time for not feeling a certain way. Why would, What's the problem with just being with who, how we are in this moment? Part of it is because it's sometimes uncomfortable and we just want to be comfortable, right? And I think a, a, a talk for another evening is just the way our hunger for comfort drives us and actually ends up causing so much suffering for us in the long run. Because we can't open to certain things that feel uncomfortable. We start creating all these strategies for trying to manage our life and make sure that we never feel uncomfortable. And it just creates more suffering in the long run. 
we're actually just turning towards that discomfort, opening to it, can create a different kind of comfort, a peace, an okayness with how our lives actually are. And then that's an incredible kind of strength, an incredible kind of stability that is, you know, in, in Zen, we often talk about like being like a mountain, immovable. But it's like, if you're intent on managing your experience, picking and choosing, wanting to feel this way, but not that way, life is gonna feel constantly anxious, constantly unstable, you know, fragile. So this is a practice of reality, not the practice of calm or any particular kind of mental state. It's a practice of being with reality. Um, and then moment by moment, like we actually just have this wonderful exploration, like who am I? What happens when I'm uncomfortable? How do I respond when this feeling emerges? What are the thoughts that bubble up? So um, maybe we could just sit for 10 more minutes, okay? And just with this attitude of just becoming intimate with ourselves, resting in reality, all right? And that moment, that reality may be uncomfortable, but then see if you can just ease into that rather than fighting it. Okay. So let's just continue the practice we were doing earlier, just following the breath, but not narrowly, not only focusing on the chest, but just feeling the breath as a whole, entering and exiting the body. You can center your awareness in your chest let yourself feel the belly move. You might even feel air going in and out of your nose. Just feel your body breathing. And beyond that, it's okay no matter how the body and the mind feel. Just notice, just watch yourself sitting here. We spend so much time running from discomfort or running from quiet. Can you take a moment just to appreciate the beauty of stopping, letting yourself rest in the reality of the present moment, whatever it may feel like?
If you notice discomfort arising, try to approach it as an opportunity, an opportunity to see how your mind and body react to discomfort. Just watch. Notice how the mind wants to move away from it to make it better. And just keep returning to the body and the breath, just breathing in and out. We spend so much of our time in our lives trying to make things happen, achieve goals, get things. Meditation practice is one of those rare opportunities to just be, no longer frantically trying to make something happen, but just resting in the present moment, however it feels.
Okay. That's good for the sitting. Um, hmm. If anyone has anything they'd like to share or talk about or ask um, online or in person, please feel free to. Any questions? Um, Um, I think that if you don't expect too much of yourself or, uh, or do things for other people, um, you'll never be disappointed and you'll be happier if you live in the moment of uh, Leonardo da Vinci said something about rivers that what we see is the, the first of what was and the first of the future. So nothing really exists except um, the present, <laughs> but it's a continuum. Right. I don't know. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mary. That helps thanks. anybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, actually, you speak into it's just for the sake of the people online. Yeah. I just have a question, pure like technical practice. I feel like when I'm sitting in my head, like there's the the line of thoughts that's like going every which direction. And then there's the another line of thoughts that like that's the one that like tries to bring it back. And I was just wondering how you think about interacting with that second line of thought, like tries to bring everything back. Cause sometimes I find that in a way can also be like as equally distracting and unfocused as the line of thought that it's, it's trying to pull back. It's a really good question. I think um, that's why the body is so important. You know, um, if you try to combat the mind with the mind, you just end up creating more noise, you know? Um, so, using some kind of anchor in the body, sensations is key. Um, the reason I suggested the thought labeling, like having a thought, is because sometimes those thoughts at either level are so powerful that you, you just get completely lost in them, especially they have a lot of emotional power to them, like you're thinking about something that's really charged. Um, saying having a thought, it, it's a clunky way of doing it, but actually that's partly it's, it's, it's how it works. Um, it just creates a bit of distance between you and your belief in the thought. But then the key move is move into the body, feel the, the sensations in the chest or whatever else you might be feeling. Um, yeah. 
the mind is never gonna, the, the mind can work at like 10 different levels simultaneously. It will always create enough hall of mirror games to keep you occupied, you know, yeah. It's a great question, thank you. Mary, did you have something? Yes. Yeah, Bernie, I wanted to thank you. I thought it was particularly helpful tonight and in the new year to sit with what makes us uncomfortable. Uh, sometimes at this time I read old journals and boy, there are lots of parts of my life where I didn't like what I, <laughs> how I thought or what, you know, what I was experiencing. And um, I've, so I've been thinking about that today, but really allowing um, a gentleness with myself. It's really life is such a process. So, um, I mean, I'm thankful to have moved out of some of those anxious areas. But I, it's still, it's so, been so helpful to pay attention to what feels uncomfortable. Notice where I feel that in the body. And just be with that and some, it, it, it's just, it's been very freeing and I appreciate that <laughs> at my elder age. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Yeah. 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 Just like the way you put it, just, just to be with, right? Yeah. It's like you don't have to see everything that comes up as a problem that we have to fix in some way, figure out, you know, yeah. It's just, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> that was great, Mary. We're all good people. Instead of focusing on all the things that we could have done better or wish we hadn't done, you know, think of all the good things that you've done. I mean, you must see in your journals, must have did some good along the way. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, of course. <laughs> it, it, journaling to me helps me see my process and my journey. But it, it, there's a way in which it also makes me confront what I don't like about myself. <laughs> and we well, that's, not, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly, that's what I think we're saying in meditation. It's yeah. good to meet ourselves, yes, yes. Can't be anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, but we try very hard. Oh, we try. <laughs> that's the key, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. I think that's good for tonight, everyone. All right. Thank you so much for showing up and showing up for yourselves, right? Thank you. It's really wonderful to see you all. Okay. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night. Namaste. Thank you. Good night.